This episode is brought to you by MyXP. MyXP is a ministry committed to solving problems for pastors. They provide the support of executive pastor without the financial burden of employing one full-time. Head on over to MyXP.church to find out more. Finally. When it takes that take I, again, It took me like three Good times. Grief, You're like fine. Times. You're all right. Go. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, the executive pastor rolled right off the tongue. You know, I had, to think, I had to think about it beforehand. It should be EP, right? EP. No, no, XP. Yeah, but it should be EP. No, 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 it doesn't make sense. Like, XP doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does X. It sounds like it sounds like EX, like you're an ex-pastor. No. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, it may be. <laughs> Maybe. Couldn't cut it as a lead, so you had to move down a notch. No, you. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what right. ex-pastor. Yeah, yeah ex- but, but then you're going to be an ex-pastor, which means you were a former pastor altogether. No, no, but you're like, not even. Not no, even, no, no, you go anymore. from lead pastor to ex-pastor. So we're, um, we're, we're, where are we at, Jimmy? We are at La Vida Cigar Lounge, the luxurious, mm-hmm. well-kept and well-cleaned and maintained facility of La Vida Cigars. You know, uh, I'm not going to get on that because um, I'm just going to be thankful that we have a cigar shop. I, I see what you're doing over there. What am I doing? You're making fun. You're, 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 you are implying that this place is not well kept and clean. Am I wrong in my implication? Hey, Jimmy, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're at, we're, at, we're, at, we're at the cigar shop um, because... So we're trying is, to keep it down a little bit. Yeah, it's all right. It's hot in, in, in the office... You know, we have an old building with window units in a yeah. few select rooms, and so we can't run that. It's just and, and I, we can't I couldn't smoke do it. There, so. Yeah, we're not allowed to smoke there, so we're smoking here. And yep, uh, exactly. we've got, we got our, our, some of our friends, locals, uh, regulars, church members, uh, and more uh, sitting in the same room with us playing cards, and we're just going to talk through uh, the 1689 today, paragraphs uh, 7 and 8. 7 and 8, so let's do good. this, Joe. So why don't you go ahead and start off on uh, paragraph 7. All right, guys. So um, in paragraph 7 of the 1689, it says, All things in Scripture are not alike plain in themselves, nor alike clear unto all. Yet those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are so clearly propounded and opened in some place of Scripture or other that not only the learned, but the unlearned, in a due sense, I'm sorry, in a due use of ordinary means, may attain to a sufficient understanding of them. All right. Now, despite my inability to read clearly. So, wait, Joe, is is that text saying that even if you are, I don't know, Canadian? You can understand it. Yes, is that what that's even trying to tell Canadians. us? Even the Canadians yes. I can love get this. That we were that we haven't talked about it, but I we knew we're on the same page. Well, no, I was, I was going to use a different example. But oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, it, you know, the 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 uh, Pastor Pats of the world. Oh, yeah. Why would you do that? Because he listens. I can say it to him. He, oh my. he calls me down all the time. I'm Does he call- really? He calls you. He calls you. Wait, he calls you down or calls you out? Calls me down. You know what I mean? Like I'm up he on my you perch. Down? I'm, yeah, I'm up on my perch, and he brings me down. Okay. All right. Well, you know. You know. All right. So I'm just saying, I'm up there. I'm, I'm excited. I'm confident. He's like, uh, let me kick you down a notch. Oh, so you and he's right you, over there. You should let him have it. Yeah. What's he all by himself in the corner because nobody wants to play with him? All by himself. Is that Celine Dion? All, all, right, all right. I don't know how the rest. All right. So in this in this one paragraph, uh, 1689, chapter one, paragraph seven, the issue that's being highlighted here is that of perspicuity. Yeah, yeah, bless you. God bless you. Thank you. No, perspicuity. Yeah, yeah, God bless you. <laughs> and um, perspicuity has to do with the um, the clarity of Scripture, the understandability of Scripture, yep. um, that all Scripture can be understood, right? Yeah, so when we're talking about, like, understood, are you, like, 
like on a on a cerebral level is that what you're talking about or that it can't because i think there's a difference there between right and they could be understood at a cerebral level between what could be understood at a heart level yeah yeah for sure and it's it it, it requires the holy spirit to we've already talked about illumination right yep. so take the holy spirit to illumine the mind illumine the heart help us to understand these things savingly but um but scripture itself is clear enough to be understood but the, the point one of the points that's being made in paragraph seven is that not Every part of scripture is equally clear, and not every part of scripture can be easily understood. It can all be understood, yeah, but um, but it might some, not be clear. Some parts are less clear than others. Some parts are more clear than others. So, like when we talk about that, then I mean, I think that highlights, though, Joe. I think that that highlights why uh, we were given. Uh, while the church has teachers and preachers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that, that's what's really important then about, about the office of elder as uh, the office of, of a teacher is that someone that could, uh, even though while it can all be understood, um, that there, there is this, this gift, uh, for some to be able to take scripture, study scripture and to expound upon, like to, to share it, to, uh, to proclaim God's word to yeah. God's people. Right. Because we need it. On one level, we need help understanding it, uh, but yeah. on another level, we need help applying it. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, didn't even and, think, and so, I didn't even think about the applying part. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about this before, right, when, on, in our episode on the need for teachers and preachers, and we can link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but, like, I need people to take the word and to offer it to me in ways that you're I can welcome. understand. You're you, welcome, buddy. Um, you, others mm. as well. Yeah, you're you welcome. Um, but uh, but specifically, even just on this on this issue, like this is why we have commentaries. Uh, this is good. This is why we need scholars, right? Yeah. So, so when we talk about we have teachers and preachers, um, sometimes that's in the church as pastors, but sometimes we're just talking about scholars that help us to go deep into the background, the original languages, mm. and we're going to get into the original now, languages. Some people are kind of apprehensive to that. Oh, what yeah. you say? Like, I, I don't understand why, though. Is there a reason why that some are apprehensive to... I mean, to scholarship, to academic scholarship, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they, they, they say, okay, hold on. It's just me and the word and the spirit. Yeah. The spirit's going to reveal to me, right. and I will go ahead and pass that down. Well, I'll be honest. I, I think that there is a major element of pride there, um, and maybe they don't see it that way. But I'm going to go ahead and give an example. So, um, you know, our sponsor this month is MyXP. Yeah. We love MyXP. Yep. Really good. Because they pay us. That's why we love yes. them. And we no, really love not, what they're doing. Right. We know these guys. Yeah. We trust these guys. And we know them because they have helped us in this in same these ways, way. right? Yes. All right. So we've been promoting uh, MyXP. Yep. And uh, some, uh, I don't know, some Jamoke comes no, on. No, stop the, it. What? Don't say okay. that. Some, some listener. Some, I don't know if he's a listener, but somebody commented. I'm assuming. Well, they, well okay, you're right. Yeah, right. They're, they're just so, on our, our page. So some guy uh, sees the ad. And he goes, oh, yeah, because, uh, you know, if we were to just, you know, just do what the Bible says and have biblical, quali biblically qualified elders. Oh, and accountable uh, church membership. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, if we had that, we wouldn't need we this wouldn't sort of need thing. We wouldn't need this sort of thing. Right. <clears throat> okay. So that's the same problem. All right. Somebody's saying, I don't need commentaries and scholars. I can just read the Bible on my own. I yeah. don't. Uh, we don't the, to go with something like my XP is to forego what God is doing in a local church. Um, first of all, these two guys that run my XP are pastors. Yeah. Okay. So you benefit from their wisdom and their insight uh, in their pastoral giftedness in their uh, just like you would from a, a biblical scholars academic prowess. Um, you do not have all of the gifts necessary yep. for things to flourish in your ministry. You need other people. Now, now what's what's ironic, though, is that I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming that this person would uh, be leaning on books and seminars and sessions of like other individuals. Like they'd be reading. Probably old dead guys. 
I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm sure of oh, it. Hey. So it, it, the irony is you're you're doing exactly what you're saying about this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, it's hypocritete. <laughs> hypocritete. That's what it is. Is that what we're gonna say? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we we need we need these this, these outside help because it's very important. some some scripture is legit hard to understand. Now, my problem is too many people are like, well, that's just a mystery. Can't really understand that one. That's who, one of those. Who can know the mind of the Lord? You know, I mean, I know he said some things, but I don't think he wants us to understand those things. Mm-hmm. So it's just like gobbledygook. I just say amen and move on. Just amen, move yeah, on. I, I, whatever you mean, Lord, I don't know. I'm just going to trust. Like, I don't like that. I don't like people no, saying, no. we can't, it's all a mystery. Not, listen, not everything is a mystery. God yeah. has revealed himself. He's given us a book. We are meant to understand. We can't understand it, but we're going to need some help understanding it. Absolutely. And, and this is actually highlighted. There's a passage of scripture. Um, in Second Peter chapter three, go for it. Uh, He's got it. I gotta find it here. Here we go. It's up. Uh, oh, here we go. Here Check we it go. Out. All right, go. Uh, all right, verse fifteen. Count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul. This is Peter talking, right? Just as also our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand. What? Which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, mm. as they do the other scriptures. So he said, hey, you know, you know, Paul, you've read Paul. Yeah. Eh, he says some hard things. Sometimes hard to understand him. Yeah. Um, he, he Joshua Harris is it. Is, is it really? Doesn't Harris do that? Does it? Does he have hard things? to do hard things? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. He did courtship. That's hard. Is that what he does? Yeah, he, he was, I can't he, remember what he, he does. He, he, he kissed dating goodbye. Is that the one? That's he the guy. He Doesn't he also goodbye. do the hard things? No, that's his brother. What's his name? Harris. <laughs> yeah, Josh Harris is, is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The so, other. I, I haven't read it. What was I saying? Uh, you're talking about Peter. Peter. Oh, yeah. yep. So Peter, Peter is saying, like, listen, Paul says some things. Yep. Some of them are hard to understand. And what happens? People that are unstable like to take the things that are hard to understand and twist them just like they do the rest of scriptures. Yeah. So there are scriptures that are hard to understand, harder than others, and there are other, but we can still understand them all. Um, we just have to use the means of grace that God has given us yeah. and really look for those teachers to help us you know, along the way. And so when we talk about, about twisting things, I think there's uh, – I'm assuming – there's kind of two ways in that, right? There's the intentional and the unintentional. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Right? There's There are those that twist things intentionally to get their point across, to get their viewpoint across, to give a legitimacy to to what their try, what their goal is. And then I think this is the for the most part of of all of us. There's unintentional twisting. Yeah, it, it's because of ignorance, and I and I mean that. In the best yeah, we just don't know. Sense, we just don't right? know. You, you always don't. say it. Don't be afraid to say it. Well, no, because you know, yeah, people, people take that ignorant. word. They think well, if they're babies. They're big babies. <laughs> no, they can't stop handle it. it. Stop it. But for some, I think they're they're because of ignorance. They don't know, and so they unintentionally uh, warp scripture. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I think you know. I, I think what Peter is talking about is intentional, the act of twisting. But I do think you're right. I, I think like in terms of application, we all wind up misunderstanding, misapplying. Yeah, and this is again why we need. Teachers are going to bring us back to the scripture um, to, to bring clarity to the issue, to bring focus, yeah. um, so that we're you know looking at, at the right things. So then, what does this mean for us today, then, Joe? Like, what does this mean, like uh, when we're talking about uh, perspicuity? Yeah, you know, what does that then mean? Or, or perspicuity? Yeah, pers- perspicuity. Yeah. It, it kind of perspires as it goes along. Yes. Yeah, it, it makes you perspire. It makes you perspire. You're so excited, exactly. You so, just can't hide it. Perspicuity. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. You know that song. Perspicuity of the B-I-B-L-E. It means we can't understand God's word. 
Perspicuity. You ever hear that song? No. Because I just made it up. What's okay, up? I was about to say, What's up? Is that, was that a hymn from the 18, 1860s? It was a lullaby my mom used to sing me in the 1700s. <laughs> so, anyways. I've all right, never so, heard that. No, I just made it up. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, so we've got this idea of, of application, right? So, we're, when you're looking at 1689, paragraph chapter one, paragraph seven, and it's on perspicuity, uh, what does it mean for us? Jimmy, how do we try to break this down in our own teaching, preaching, as we're looking at ways of bringing about the proper implications of Scripture into people's lives? How do we usually break it down? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of break it down in three ways. Uh, confidence, conviction, and conduct. Right. You know, what is it that we're supposed to believe? How are we supposed to feel? And uh, what are we supposed to do? Right. And so when it, when it comes to what are we supposed to believe? What are we supposed to know? We talk about it in terms of confidence because it shouldn't just be an intellectual grasp yeah. or an, an, an intellectual um, um, uh, exercise uh, it shouldn't just be an intellectual uh, accomplishment it it needs to give us a kind of confidence before God and before the world and so when we talk about perspicuity what, what is the confidence that this doctrine and what is highlighted in this paragraph what is the confidence that it should give us what it should give us is that uh one that all scripture can be understood yeah right that uh and even though it's not equally clear we can have confidence that god has uh given us this office of of elder these teachers and these preachers that as they're proclaiming god's word and as we're hearing god's word and as we're checking what they're saying we are understanding what god's word is for us today right and so if we're if we're saying that you know we can't understand it it means that while there is mystery yeah while there is while there are questions that need to be answered um we're we're not guessing right we're not not guessing we're we're not making it up we can we can have some assurance and some certainty so um so there's confidence we talk about conviction yeah what do you mean by that joe what what we should be feeling right so think about how our affections should be stirred um and i'm thinking about things like well it, it should produce in me a love for god's word yeah not above my love for god but because i do love god i want to know and love god more so i love god's word because it helps me grow in my affections toward god yeah um i think that it ought to produce within us um, an, an attitude of gratitude. There ought to be Thanksgiving. Ooh, good job. Our, attitude of gratitude. Yeah, well, I didn't make that up. That's, oh, that's good job, Joe. Million years. I'm so um, proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm good at, at stealing quotes. Yeah, good job. Good job. So, I, I think, yeah. So, I think on the one hand, there's love. There's On the other hand, there is uh, gratitude. Yep. And there's maybe a sense of anticipation. You know, what do you I mean think, by anticipation? Like, like, wow, I can open the I can open God's Word every day. And God is speaking. It's not that He is going to speak to me in a in a in a different way. He already has spoken. I open that word and I'm hearing Him speak. Yeah. It's there every yeah, day, yeah, yeah. all the time. And so, yeah, we, we get to hear the voice of God whenever we read Scripture. That so I, I should have an, an uh, sort of an expect uh, a spirit of uh, of expectation, yeah. um, anticipation. Well, when I'm going to open God's word and God talks every time. That's all so I got to do is listen. And so, I mean, I think also, I mean, this is the third thing is uh, conduct, right? Right. And so when I think about this, I think then that should encourage us to press in more, to study more, that when you talked about the Joe at the beginning there about uh, mystery, right? Like people look at this, oh, it's just a mystery. I can't, I can't figure this out, so I'm just going to move on. This then uh, should, this doctor should be encouraging us to be, uh, should be pressing into us that we would want to learn more, that we would want to yeah. understand it more 
clearly. Yeah. And so we, we do study, we do read yep. those scholars, we do read those other writings and we, and we test it. I'm not saying we just take stuff blindly. I think that's, that's the thing that we shouldn't be doing. Um, right. but we should though be, be testing it, searching, challenging it and just it, it trying to form and to understand what is it that God's word is saying. Uh, saying we just don't have any excuse man we've got bible apps on our phone i mean in, in particularly in the west particularly in north america oh, especially yeah. in our context where every five-year-old has an iphone 10 okay <laughs> every, like, no, well, no not every five mine doesn't yeah okay well wh- which one do they have eight plus okay <laughs> so no but my, my point is is like it is just like the scripture is easily accessible everywhere yeah we have bibles we have apps yeah uh, we have radio internet without excuse just like right. you said so i mean like yeah I, I love that i think and it's listen that should never be um a given or a trite answer like oh okay read the bible more yeah yeah dude you're supposed to meditate on a day and night. That's what oh, we do. Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't throw that away because you've heard it a billion times. The reason you've heard it a billion times is because God wants you to hear it a billion times because you forget a billion times. That's it. That's it. So, Joe, I mean, one of the other things about uh, about what we should be doing when we're we're talking about this, there are things that are difficult for us, like you talk about with Paul and and what Peter said mm-hmm. uh, regarding Paul's writings. But there are other things within the church that are difficult as well. I can't. I can only do. You can only do so much. I can do a. I can do a, a few things well. And well, well do you a, do one thing well. I yes. do a few things one well. One thing well. Few things. One. Few. One. Few. One. Oh, what, are, what, what are your well, few? I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag. What are your few? But here's the point. <laughs> but there's a million things I can't do well. Uh, more than that. Two okay, million. Yeah, two there's million. about two million things you can't do. One of them would be uh, you can't handle your budget. Your line items oh, notoriously no, have fine. been they're so fine. out of jack. Uh, this year, how have they been this year, though? This year? Actually, yes. You've done okay. Okay. But, you've uh, done but, okay. but have you seen them last, this last month? No. Okay. Then hold your judgment. Hold my judgment because <laughs> they, might, they might have gone off the rails. Oh, no, Joe. So anyways, one of the things that you're not good at is, and a lot of pastors are not, is budgeting. They're not good at budgeting not good at uh, bookkeeping, not good at uh, maintaining and stewarding uh, the the church's finances. Right. And now, they, now that's not that's not a criticism of the sure pastor. Well, no, I don't. Th- I'm it's not a criticism. No, it's not a criticism against them. Sure it's, it a criti- it's a criticism <laughs> of what they can't do. Like that's just it. Yeah. They're called to lead, and so there are others that are more gifted financially to steward the church's finances. I mean, if, look if at you, you, you listen. You're going to lose your church. If you play around with the finances, oh, if you absolutely. don't get that stuff, like it's bad, bad things. Oh, the government, the, the government, the government will come at you, or some bad person in the church can start absconding with money. Like That's you, it. you need, you need to be really careful about really careful. Finances. There's a lot of tax things. There's codes. There's all these. Uh, there's the, IRS. <laughs> there's really? 1099. Wait, why? Why there's would like, they? Why what, would they 1099? I'm just saying, like, there's different forms and stuff you got to fill why out. Why would they? Why would you, you know, fill out W two, W three? Wait, W three is for a corporation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't you just say the tax stuff. And this is why you need MyXP. <laughs> you head on over to myxp.church and you can schedule your free initial connect. And so Tyler and those guys over there, uh, they can help you cover all bookkeeping, budgeting, and expense management to help you best steward God's money. Listen, they're going to do it for nearly half of what a uh, another service will do. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what's really important here is that not only are they going to help you steward the finances, they're going to start by doing it cheaper than somebody else would. Yeah, but, but honestly, we only work with sponsors we believe in, okay? And so we know these guys, we trust these guys, we've seen them work. They're as good as anybody else out there. Uh, oh, yeah. And in, and in many cases, I think they're better. Um, and so listen, we're, I mean, we're talking about, you know, use MyXP, you can use MyXP for all these different um, ministry responsibilities that tend to relate to executive pastor. Um, in this case, like Jimmy, you're talking about the, the issue of the budgeting, bookkeeping, yeah. and bookkeeping. 
but this actually relates to like you guys as listeners as well. You have to deal with your money. You have to decide what am I going to spend these resources on that God has entrusted to me as a steward. Yes. Um, investing in something like my XP is going to be a faithful way, a legitimate way for you to use those funds for your church to be healthier. Absolutely. So don't, don't think like, cause I know people that stress about spending money, whether it's for, well, it's hard because a lot of like, especially if it's a new church plant, like you don't know, okay, where do I, where am I going to budget? A lot of people will look towards marketing. Oh yeah. They will look towards yeah, marketing and trying to think, listen, we've got limited resources. What's going to give us the most bang for our well, buck? Let's do a mailer. Let's do a mailer. Those always work. But, <laughs> but the value though is in having an individual, having a, a ministry service like my XP that can help point you in the right direction yeah, and also let you know, listen, you, you, this is not sustainable. Right. This is not sustainable. We're looking at long-term growth. Oh, sorry. Uh, 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 just spending, spending freely. But, like, that's functioning organically. What? That, that's, that's what the pastor's like. You know, we're really just kind of organic, natural. Oh, gotcha. Things just kind of happen. Like willy-nilly. It's yeah, kind of, it's kind of like. We don't have a plan. Yeah, no structure. Like, yeah, the Joe Thorne model. Yeah, the, yeah. the, so, the JoJo model. The JoJo model. Actually, Joe and I fight about this all the time. No, we don't. Oh, Joe. What are you talking about? What? Spending, oh, you just think, oh, look, there's that money there. We can just do whatever we want with it. You can't just oh, do oh, that. Oh, for D&D? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you can't yeah. do that. No, we don't. We, the thing is, Jimmy keeps telling me that we don't make money, but then I see that money came in for something, and so I'm like, hey, man, and can we have that money? And Jimmy's like, no, we no, got to pay bills with that we money. We got to pay bills oh, with that money. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, when do I get money? And Jimmy's like, no, we don't get money. <laughs> you get no money. Come on now. Anyway, so head on over to myxp.church, schedule your free initial connect, talk with those guys, and listen, if you mention Doctrine Devotion now through August, uh, your first month will be 30% off. It'll be 31% off if you mention that Joe Thorne is the podcast husband and Jimmy is the podcast wife. Is that true? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, okay. No, I don't think Tyler never. Tyler didn't tell me that's that. not okay. That's right. not okay. All right. Sorry. Head on over there, Joe. Yeah. Now we're still in the sixteen nine. We're looking now at paragraph eight. All right. So paragraph eight. Yep. Here you go. Paragraph eight. You gonna read it? Yep. All right. Listen. It's a little bit longer. Oh gosh. It take, is. Take a breath. Here you go. All right. The Old Testament Hebrew, which was the native language of the people of God of old, and the New Testament in Greek, which at the time of the writing of it was most generally known to the nations, being immediately inspired by God, and by his singular care and providence kept pure in all ages, are therefore authentic. So as in all controversies of religion, the church is finally to appeal to them. Yeah. But because these original tongues are not known to all the people of God who have a right unto and interest in the scriptures and are commanding the fear of God to read and search them, therefore they are to be translated into the vulgar language of every nation unto which they come, that the word of God dwelling plentifully in all, they may worship him in an acceptable manner and through patience and comfort of the scriptures may have hope. You read that perfect. That's that was good. I, you didn't stumble at all. I do what I do. I stumbled all over the place. That yeah, was really good. All right. Just like second service sermon. Holy oh, smokes. God. I was stumbling no, all over the No, you did really good. Right, stop so, it. So, I love this paragraph. Mm-hmm. This paragraph is so good, man. Because it's not just doing It's with, all about the vulgarity. It, it, <laughs> I love, Joe loves I, vulgarity. I, love, I do love the fact that uh, the, the vulgar language is vulgar mentioned. Vulgar language. Here. See? It's all I need. That's an excuse. That's your excuse. To be right, vulgar. To be vulgar. So, it's talking about inspiration here, clearly, right? Yeah. Um, Old Testament written in Hebrew, New Testament in Greek. There's some Aramaic in there. Um, and it says that these being immediately inspired by God. So when we talk about the doctrine of inspiration, if we want to get really, really technical. Yeah, go for it. Is the ESV inspired? Is the ESV inspired? Is the ESV translation inspired? 
If we're going to get technical, no. Okay. Technically, no. it is not. Technically, it's not. It's the, it's, it's the King James that's no, inspired. No, no, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> the autographs are inspired. Correct. The autograph, which means the, uh, the original autographs. That's right. Written in Greek and Hebrew, a little bit of Aramaic. Yep. Um, those are inspired. Um, the translations are not inspired, but... This is which is why it's important that our translations are very good representation of what the original languages say. But not only does it say that these original autographs were inspired of God, it also talks about the preservation of the preservation of all these manuscripts. I mean, we've got over five thousand copies and fragments of the. I mean, more than any other ancient document. Yes, and they line up. They line up really good. They don't line up, you know, perfectly to every small, you know. uh, tweak of, of, of comma or grammar yeah. but they have been incredibly preserved more so than anything else so that we really do have an accurate read of what the New Testament and the Old Testament did say yeah. in the original autographs so that I mean that's really important for us so but, I mean that, that should give us that that confidence that you're talking about before yeah right I can read this and trust it exactly right whether it's the ESV NIV 84 no, I'll skip the NIV. I'm, don't no, I'm just saying, don't, no. don't go 2000. Don't, no, don't go. I'm just saying, do the NIV don't, 84. Yeah, don't never go full NIV. No, 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 no full, nobody no. goes. And TNIV, stay away from Raw. Oh, yeah. CSB, yeah. Joe. Yeah. CSV? CSB. CSB? Yeah, what would you, what would you, uh, what would oh, you God, say about the CSB? Oh, Christian Standard Bible. Mm. All right. So we talked about the Christian Standard Bible before. All right, let me look, look, positives, positives. Positives, here we go. They finally got some young people on the team who know what they're doing with marketing. Yes. That's a positive. That's a positive. All right. So, so they're good at marketing. They're good at world, worldly stuff. Yeah, but worldly what stuff. about the translation? The translation is generally very good. Generally, yes. Generally. I agree with that. It's a, I, I like the translation. I liked it better when it was, when it was HCSB because yes, uh, I agree. in that version, they kept in some of that theological language like propitiation. And that was, that was the difference between the two. So I don't it's not, really it's like not a bad translation. It's just, no, it's just it, not, there's some tweaks there yeah. that, that you would look and say, okay, that, that's probably a little bit more. You know, I, I, it's like... It's like going NIV eighty four to TNIV, except no, worse. I don't know. Yeah, uh, look, um, maybe they might come back because you know if, if they're constantly updating, they might say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to go back to some, theological, go back to some language theological language." Here. So yeah. CSB, good translation. Um, go with NASB. Go with ESV. You'll be good. That, that's uh, my thing. But what I like about this, this what par- about the message? I'm going to keep throwing <sighs> them out there, Joe. Okay, the message. <laughs> Uh, it's not a translation. It's basically a book. It's just like a book written by you know yeah, Peterson. Yeah. So uh, if you don't look at it as scripture, mm, all right, it's worth reading. You know, it's uh, it's less dangerous than some of the apocrypha. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's so, but it so is no de- more inspired so than so the maybe, apocrypha. Yeah, a good devotional. Yeah, devotional reading. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's a good devotional, but it's a devotional. It's you can read it as side, a yeah. devotional. All right. You know, all my right. utmost for its highest maybe quality. There's some good stuff in there. There's some good stuff in there, yeah, but, but it's not morning and evening by Spurgeon. Gotcha, gotcha. Spurgeon is more inspired than the message. That's what I'm going to say. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I like that it pushes the issue of translations here. Like it says, this is yes. really important. Like, yeah. Be, because we have to have what? <laughs> Travel is that what it Travel says? from the side. Jesus moved in the neighborhood. That's, that's so what Tra- it says. Travel, you big on the on the message? Oh, Eugene's a great theologian. Really? Travel Rounds just said Eugene Peterson is a great theologian. Oh, you listen. Eugene Peterson has written some great books. Eugene mm-hmm. Peterson. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know enough of his theology, but I, I definitely like a number of his books. Mm-hmm. Really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't need to bring Travel in. He's going to confuse everybody. Yeah, yeah. Don't confuse anybody. No, no. So, um, but when it talks about these, um, 
these translations that we're yes, supposed to yeah. have, right? In every because everybody is, is is called upon God to read the word, to receive the word, to respond to the word in faith and repentance. Um, it says that these translations ought to be translated into uh, a vulgar language, uh, a vulgar tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, well, Joe, I don't think that means. Uh, we know that's you, we know what that Joe, means. Joe, I don't think. No, no, I don't yeah, that, think it means like oh, a, a cursing tongue. Would you? Would you go that? No, no not uh, cursing. No, cursing. not cursing. Okay, well, then yeah. what do you? What do they mean by well, you know, vulgar? You know, like uh, I'm not even going to play. No, uh, exactly. The, 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 you can't do it because vulgar today means something different than it did back then. Exactly. Right? So when we're talking about vulgar, uh, to, for something to be spoken in the vulgar language, we're talking about common words, yeah. common phraseology. Um, so, uh, that which is vulgar belongs to the masses. That which is vulgar belongs to everybody in the culture. Like we all, this is how we all talk. This is how we all kind of communicate. Mm-hmm. And so. The scripture, Reformed tradition says scripture needs to be communicated in a plain way. Yeah. Plain doesn't mean boring. It means common, understood, vulgar. And and, and it's, it's interesting because, like, there are these Reformed guys out there who like to preach, and they want to preach and sound like a Puritan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to use some of that old English. They're going to try and, and get that stuff down. Their sermon titles are going to be, like, a paragraph long. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is the Puritans would smack you in your face, right? Because what they were doing was they were preaching plainly. They were communicating in the language uh, and in the way of, right. of the common people. That's right. They would reject any notion of, of trying to preach... In, in a high language, superfluous words, and all of that. So you're doing the opposite of what the Puritans exactly. did. Exactly. You're doing the opposite of what the greatest preachers throughout all generations have done. In fact, Spurgeon, one of the reasons Spurgeon was hated, and Bunyan was this way too, one of the reasons Spurgeon was hated so much uh, was not just because he had rock star hair and a sweet mustache. It was also because he... Um, he would preach well without a license uh, which also you know didn't make some people happy yeah yeah but he would preach in a vulgar way not meaning uh, inappropriate but uncouth according to the cultured and uh, highly educated so uh, here's something that Spurgeon said when he was accused of being vulgar he said I am perhaps vulgar but it is not intentional save that I must and will make the people listen yeah my firm conviction is that we have had quite enough polite preachers and many require a change God has owned me among the most degraded and offcasts. Let others serve their class. These are mine, and to them I must keep. Bam. That's what we do. Bam. That's how we're so. So if the word is supposed to be translated in a vulgar tongue, the preachers ought to be preaching in a vulgar tongue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even actually, you know, here's an example from today that I was really impressed with. <laughs> you're gonna go there. I'm gonna go there, Joe. Right. Joe. So uh, what, I know what, what was the text you were preaching on today? Just give us just a. You know, it was like it was like Luke nine, like fifty one through fifty six. Right, well, well, like what, what, what was going on in the in the story? Um, okay, so Jesus was um, the, the the time was drawing near for mm-hmm. Jesus to be lifted up, right? Yep. That is crucified, uh, buried, raised, ascended. Yep. And so they got to get to Jerusalem. That's what's yep. going to go down. So he sends his boys through into Samaria. He goes, hey, find a spot in Samaria for us yep. to camp out, like yep. to sit down, uh, rest, and then we'll All keep good, on going yep. to Jerusalem. And so they go down there. And the Samaritans are like, oh, heck no. We don't want you in here. Mm-hmm. And so... They, uh, we despise you. Yeah. The, yeah you guys, you, listen, we're Samaritans and you're Jews and we hate each other. Yeah. And so get out. Get out. So uh, James and John come back and they're like, hey, Jesus, you want us to call down fire from heaven so that they... Mm get consumed and Jesus says you dummies uh, you know yeah that, that's exactly what Jesus uh, said in the Greek in the Greek yeah uh, he rebukes them and they go on to another town that's the text alright that's the thing so Joe what was your Joe's introduction <laughs> Joe's introduction was using 
Okay. John Rambo and the movie First Blood. <laughs> I, listen, it popped into my head. It, it popped seemed, in it your seemed head. Like, like Rambo that. First Blood. It's like, uh, some people are like, Rambo, was it, you despise others. They drove First Blood. I hate them. I hate them. I'm going to come back and attack them. What? Well, no, cut, cut, Rambo, he was. He, they, they, they came don't don't try and do my intro. No, no, you can't they, do justice to my intro. They drew First Blood, so I'm going to go. Yeah. Kind of like uh, James and John. Right. They drew first blood. Yeah, they came at Jesus. Rained down fire. Yeah, yeah. So you, know? you despise Jesus, mm. and you're the, you're the ones that are truly despicable. So now we despise you. That's it. And want you to be judged. Yeah. But that's an example of yeah. the vulgar tongue. Right. Try, trying to communicate to people in a way that they can actually understand. Joe's really good at the vulgar tongue. <laughs> Many people have called me vulgar before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So uh, this, for me, like this is what is. Um, most relevant for us, right? Like, yeah. uh, as, as preachers, right? Because we got to preach. We go all over. We preach different places. Um, and we preach to different kinds of churches, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've preached in uh, predominantly to predominantly black audiences. I've preached mostly to predominantly white audiences. I've preached yeah, yeah. in uh, churches that are made up of, like, where 60 is the young age of people. Um, yep. You know, you, you, you've, you've been in, in Africa. Um, I, I've been in Japan preaching. Yeah. Like, we've been all over New Zealand. And what we have to figure out is, is how do I take the word which is perspicuous and clear and how can I make it um, not just understandable but how can I draw connections to people's lives in a way that they can actually understand and track with me and that has a lot to do with the words that you're going to use the illustrations that you're going to use um, the pace at which you preach like all of that stuff really comes into play and it's not just for and I, I know Joe is highlighting as far as uh, uh, preachers go, but it's also for the Christian, for the believer, for yeah. the mother and father that are are discipling their children. That's so good. That's so good. Right. Jimmy. It's for the Sunday school worker that's helping yeah. out. Uh, you know, and the the youth worker. It's for for the believer to yeah. even even for the adult believer that's sharing the gospel with their other adult neighbor who may not have an understanding, but you got to be able to say it in such a way that there is some understanding there. Right. You have to be clear. With them, as you share the gospel, and the spirit of God will work in their heart. Man, one of the most convicting moments in seminary for me was I was in this class, and the professor, Dr. Ben Mitchell, uh, he's a bioethics professor. He was asking, um, a, "Can someone define justification?" And I was kind of surprised nobody was actually defining it yeah, accurately. Yeah. So I said, "I raised my hand eventually. I said, oh, I'll define it." And so I gave a very technical, accurate. You know, answer it was it was a good answer, and I'll admit you felt pretty proud. I sniffed a little bit. Yeah, did you? I, mm. I, I kind of I laid it out there, and then I was like, "Yeah, what's up?" And then Ben said, "Great, great." Ben, like we're buddies. Doctor Mitchell, Doctor Mitchell said, "Great." Now um, explain it again to a ten year old. <laughs> and I had nothing to say. Nothing. I had nothing to say because that that will determine how well you know it. And that, that's going to determine, can I really communicate this to people at different, you know, you're not going to teach your kids like a seminary class. Yeah. You're not going to talk to your neighbors if they've been in church all their lives, you know, that's especially right. if they haven't. By the way, that class is where I met Steve McCoy. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Get, go away, Steve. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. I was talking you, to him. No, you know what's really clear right now? Yeah. How much you hate me? No, I was saying, I said no. in German, I said, get away from me, Satan. I was talking to Steve. I was telling him, really? Get away. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're I, my new Steve. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm Steve 2.0. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> look at Steve. Look at him. <laughs> 
Well, Joe, uh, you know, we'd love to be able to hear from people. And so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or you can hit up the store, JoePostore.com, and grab yourself some gear. Can they hear that? Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday blog post on Wednesday's video content sporadically. Later. Later. Later, Travel. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>